This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Friday, August 28, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist you're ever going to go to. Best dentist I've ever gone to. The only dentist I've gone to in 26 years. Give him a call. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports. The Indianapolis Colts back to work today. They worked out. Really physical, fun practice to watch. Yesterday, they didn't practice at all, but they were working. They talked to us. After practice, Zaire Franklin, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Kelly spent time with the the media talking about what they did yesterday, sharing their experiences, trying to craft a plan to make society in Indianapolis and the world a little bit better because of their actions. Let's listen to what they have to say. I'm going to just get out of the way. Listen to Ryan Kelly, Zaire Franklin, and Jacoby Brissett, the emotion they bring to this, the intellect they bring to this, and talking to Chris Ballard about it, you know what? This is a group that is taking very, very seriously their role in the community, and isn't that what we want to begin with from our sports franchises here in central Indiana? So let's listen to the guys. On the football field, we're not using empathy. We're not using, um, you know, compassion. We're, we're, we're trying to go after each other, and um, – no, and and that's fine. Uh, but after these conversations, you've seen um, a different side of people, uh, you know, better sides of people, uh, a deeper understanding of people of how not only how they live their lives, but honestly how they play football um, and how they how they go about their business. Um, so it's been, it's like I said, it's been it's been it's been great to be a part of them. Uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to, to really, you know, that, that term is goes, Oh, I like to go, I want to go to war with my brothers. I want to go to war with my brothers, but actually being taking that word and, and actually diving into what being a somebody's brother means and, and, and how can we help, uh, our brother? How can we understand our brother? How can we, uh, help our brother? Um, I think I said that, but all right. And, um, and, and I think that's what these meetings have provided for us and not only players, but coaches, ownership, um, so, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm excited to see where this goes. You know, I mean, it, it's hard. Um, you know, we sat there and listened to three, 
three hours a day, you know, two days in a row of different stories. It seemed like everybody had a story of something, whether it was, they were, you know, targeted for speeding or, you know, whatever it was. And they, you know, they felt uncomfortable and, um, or, you know, they're just, you know, the family's a, a product of, of murder or something, you know, there's, there's a horrendous story that everybody's got, you know, and, um, you know, it's tough for me because, you know, I know that there's good out there, but I, I just didn't think that there was that kind of evil out there as well. And so that was a learning curve for me. I think everybody, you know, um, was a little bit uncomfortable in that, in the, in those zoom meetings, man, because you just, you care about your brothers, you care about the guys that you play with and to see them hurt, to see them, um, you know, carry something for so long and then to get it out off their chest and, you know, break down, um, you know, just to barely even get it off uh, was really hard for me, but, you know, it's, it's not okay just to be, you know, against racism. I mean, it, it really is. Um, and, and I think that, you know, there's only, you know, there, there are certain stuff you can do, but like, you know, I'm going to have kids one day, you know, how I tell them about the brothers that I played next to, you know, and then the guys that I played with and how much I appreciate them and what they have. And everybody's got a story, right? That's the great thing about football is they all got stories and you can learn from anything, right? So um, that's been the biggest thing is just, you know, being able to listen. I mean, just think about it, a daily, a daily struggle for all of us, everybody on this call is that we don't listen enough. And I think that that's one of the biggest things I've taken away from all this. You know, I've had to have conversations that I, I never thought I would have with Ryan, uh, you know, into to, you know, and and finding out that his his dad was a, a former cop and how important that is him and his brother being deployed. You know, you find out certain things. He goes, "Dang, I didn't know that. I didn't know that." But then you understand a person more. Um, and he's provided a, a, you know, a tremendous uh, insight. And, and uh, you know, he's provided ideas that you know, honestly, um, you know, I would have never thought of, and, and I'm sure other players in our in our group would have never thought of. And and so it's been great to have him, uh, you know, and I know he's, he hears his voice being heard uh, and, and how much he's impacted us because he's opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, I think vice versa. Everybody was listening, you know, and not listening just to respond because they already had a preconceived notion in their head, but listening to truly understand and truly feel where our brothers are coming from, you know, whether that's from a white teammate, black teammate, you know, minority coach, um, or, you know, someone who grew up in farms uh, in south of Georgia or something like that. So we all have a unique experience and um, a u- unique life that brought us all here. And, you know, I just feel like those conversations have helped shape not only our team, but our entire organization. You know, those Zoom calls that we had this offseason, you know, opened a lot of people's eyes to a lot of realities that they, quite frankly, didn't really know exist. And, you know, to hear the same story come from myself and I grew up in Philadelphia and the same story happened to Anthony Walker who grew up in Miami and, you know, the same story from Bobby Okariki who grew up in California and all across and Darius from South Carolina. And it's just think that, well, how did these four individuals who have completely different, honestly, backgrounds and we grew up differently, how do we all have extremely similar situations and interaction with police and force, I mean, uh, police officers, and it showed that it's truly a, 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 situa- and a situation and a problem in our country that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I want to see this city be the light that every other city can, you know, can go off of. And that's, you know, community working together, you know, so that that one kid who sees the cop go by, he's got a relationship with him. You know, he doesn't just see him as somebody who, you know, might arrest me or might take me to jail or, you know, ruin my life like that. I hate that. You know, I, I don't want that fear to be there. And I, and then I hear his guys stories, you know, and it's tough to hear knowing that there are good cops out there. And, I, and I've had, you know, a lot of cops reach out to me just talking, hey, what can we do? You know, I'd love to be involved because at the end of the day, it makes their job easier if they have a connection with the city and, and vice versa. So that's 
I know I can't want a little bit of a ramble, but you know, I just, I really do fear. I don't fear. I, I really believe that, uh, you know, we can make a change and I think we will. We have that platform and we have, we can be that beacon of light, you know, like I said, for our communities. And we understand that evil exists everywhere. Um, but we could just do our best to shine a light in our communities. Yeah. So my dad was a cop for, um, 30 years. So I grew up in that lifestyle. Every February, I go to uh, Concerns of Police Survivors, Indiana chapter. I go to their, their ball. They have it over in Shelbyville at the casino. Um, and I listen in that room and I hear, <clears throat> you know, the, the families of officers who have been shot in the head, killed in the line of duty, hit by cars, you know, just horrendous things doing their job. Um, and it's hard, man. It is. It's hard to, you know, hear those, those families that um, you know, are never coming home. So, you know, it's hard for me uh, to see that happen, you know, and I know that there's good cops out there. That's, that's the thing that um, hurts me, you know, and, and, then, and then you see, you know, bad apples out there as well that, you know, tarnish, tarnish the name of, of other people. And I hate to see, you know, pain on either side. And that's what, you know, really, I'm happy that there's tough conversations that we have, you know, I mean, there, every side hurts a little bit and, um, you know, hopefully we can you know, narrow that gap, you know, and, and make a better community. You know, to see, the events that transpired in Wisconsin from the video of Jacob Blake being, you know, shot to the vigilante or terrorist walking past police officers with an AR-15. I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it's troubling to say the least. I'm trying not to get emotional, but it, it hurts. It's tough to get on the news. It's tough to see, you know, just to get on social media every single day is exhausting. I mean, imagine if you're working a nine to five and spare time, you're getting on social media, you get home and, you know, it, it just, it sucks the life out of you. I mean, you just don't think there's any hope in the world. And, you know, obviously there's evil out there every single place you look. I mean, if, if you look hard enough, there's evil, you know, you'll never eradicate that. But, you know, um, you know, I truly believe that, you know, we have something special here. We have a platform that we can, that we can reach out, you know, and help people. And, there's going to be people hurting every day. You know, there's, the system's never perfect. You could, you could have, you know, it doesn't matter who you elect, you know, this, that, and the other, there's always going to be someone struggling, someone doing this, that. And uh, as Indianapolis, you know, I, th I think that we do an incredible job with our community here of making sure that, you know, our presence is known. How can we help? How can we do this and that? There is a family, you know, Chris, Frank, everybody. Um, that's what I truly believe in. You know, I believe that um, we'll overcome all this, you know, that, that the city will be a better place, you know, you know, when we're, when we're gone, that's our goal is that we can set up these, these places now and, and get, you know, community Mondays to be a thing where look, you know, they, we're going to take a cop this day. We're going to go to the juvenile detention center, or we're going to go give out food, but we're bringing the police along so that, you know, when, when, when you, when you separate both sides, right, you separate the police, you separate, you know, the fear of the police, you know, when, the, when this, when the separation keeps growing, it's never, it's, you know, there's got to be communication in both. You, you're never going to be able to understand each side if there's not conversation. And so that's where, you know, my background in, in law enforcement and helping those people, um, I, I feel like that, that's, that's kind of what I bring to this council is that, you know, we can, we can still hear each other out. You know, it's, it's not, both sides aren't perfect. You know, they're, they're, they're equal blame on, on you know, each side. And, and there's certainly been, um, you know, it's been tough to see. You know, I think that there's a level of distrust on both sides and, and as NFL players and as a, you know, member of, our, of, the, of this community of this city, you know, I hate to see that. I'm not an activist. You know, I'm a football player, you know, but I was a black man before I ever picked up a football. 
And, you know, as someone, you know, from, you know, a minority community in North Philadelphia who I've had cousins and brothers and sisters go to prison and come out and see all kind of things happen in my community growing up to continually see that as I left and went to college and even now in the NFL, I feel like it's important for me to be that that voice that that and, and champion of my people, um, you know, and just kind of speak for them. And so I because I know I may be heard and I know they may not ever be heard. You know, so I feel like personally, I feel like that's a major responsibility, honestly, as as a professional athlete to not only champion where you're from and your people, but also to be a champion of the communities that you're from and the communities that you impact, such as Indianapolis and Indiana. And I feel like for us, it, we just want to be the inspiration for the NFL. We want to we consider ourselves leaders, leaders of the NFL. We f- figure consider ourselves a first ta- first class type of organization. And we hope to see, you know, the rest of the NFL to see how we're taking action in our cities and the different things that we're going to be doing and the different, uh, see our plan go in action and look at themselves and look inwardly and think, well, if they're doing that in Indianapolis, how could I not do this in Chicago or San Francisco or Philly or Dallas or Miami or, you know, just to say, you know, a few major cities. And, you know, hopefully if every team, um, you know, just, does their part, you know, we could have, obviously as a, um, and as an entire league, take a, a, a much larger stand. Man, that's powerful stuff. Ryan Kelly getting emotional like that. That's not, it's not something he's prone to do. It's very interesting. I think very, very telling listening to Jacoby Brissett talk about what he wants to get done. Zaire Franklin, his experiences growing up in Philadelphia and then going to Syracuse university, just great stuff. And, you know what, Chris Ballard, kudos to Chris Ballard and the front office at the Indianapolis Colts because what they have done through the process of trying to build a really, really good football team is identify behaviors of those who can build a really, really good football team, the foundational pieces. And so that's what the Indianapolis Colts have got. And during a crisis like this, that's exactly what you need. Good for them for identifying that and utilizing it during a time like this. This weekend, stay safe, stay cool if you can. It's stormy outside. It was steamy before this weekend. Have a great time. The summer, it's getting tight, isn't it? So let's enjoy what we've got left. Breakfast with Kent, Monday morning, 8 o'clock, live as always on Facebook Live, and then 8.15 live on Periscope and Twitter. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, 317-849-2933. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.